Hey, welcome to Not Somali Mormon Podcast. Hi, welcome. This is Katie. And this is Sarah. And we're trying something new this week without our little normal organ playing theme song. Is it our theme song? It's not a theme song, but it's our little intro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're trying something new with recording and we couldn't figure out how to quite put the organ music in the front of the recording. So who knows? I might insert it later. Whatever. But we're trying some new recording. So hopefully you guys can hear us clearer. Yay. And if you know how to do this kind of tech shit that Katie and I are like, help us. Okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> we try our best, but I mean, it's a little bit tricksy with like Katie being in the States and me in Berlin and having to do it via Skype. And then Katie is a magical, wonderful, amazing person who then transfers it to Audacity and then uploads it. And I just sit here and just don't do anything. So You are far too kind. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just need to learn the software a little bit better. So if any of you have tips, send them our way. Yes, please do, because we know it's a bit of a struggle listening, because I sounds like I'm really far away every time, but hopefully... Oh, it's almost, it's, like you're, it's almost like you're nine hours different in time <laughs> away or something. <laughs> I love a good dad joke, and that was a dad joke. I, I love it. Like, I really do. People think I'm sarcastic when I say it, but, like, I love dad jokes. Oh, so. me too. I'm I'm all about them. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, so this is us trying to fix the problem, and hopefully I sound a bit clearer now, because um, we got some good feedback about that, so thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, so, but if you guys have any other suggestions, please, please do tell us. Do um, tell. Yeah, so this is this week's episode. Oh, also, before we even get into our topic... We just need to talk about last week and the fucking trolls that were just. You guys, I don't know. I don't know where they came from. They came out of like their little gutters and were all (laughs) over the last post. And it's it's bizarre because they just all came out on Instagram almost all at once. We've had some in the past, but like last week's was insane. And I swear all the tags were the same on the post. Like it wasn't like we changed anything up too drastically and we didn't even post a meme that was offensive. I thought it was actually no, kind of it funny. Was so uh, funny. Like it made and, me giggle so much. But so many Mormons, you guys, so many were commenting about how Sarah and I were losers and we're idiots and we have no idea what we're talking about. And I, I, uh, Sarah and I both were responding to the trolls and, um, but I do, I do have to give Katie a shout out so that everyone knows it was like 95% of her responses. So if you guys liked them, thought they were funny, it was Katie. And I was just sitting back being like, y'all sweet. Yes. <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. I wanted to tell you guys too, all of you who, who commented or DM'd us or even just liked our responses to the trolls, it meant so much yeah. to us because I was feeling actually actually a little exhausted and somewhat beaten down by them because they were being so rude and I hadn't had to deal with that before. So when you guys responded and 
um, gave us support. It it meant a ton, and it really helped us get through that little troll episode. <laughs> it did indeed, because there was points where like I. I was reading, especially that one guy, was his name Trevor? I don't even care. I'm calling you out, Trevor. What up, you Trev? <laughs> Trev. Um, because first of all, I like, went to his, his Instagram page, and I was like, all right, you're like a kid in high school, whatever. Maybe I can overlook a bit. And then I was like, oh, he's in Germany. So that's interesting. Like, hmm. Um, and then reading those comments, I was just like, this guy is relentless. Like I can't even, especially the holding, like we need those who have fallen off the, the iron rod or how did he word (laughs) it? We've lost hold of the iron rod and it makes him sad. (laughs) And then I did a hashtag. The iron rod should be the title of a porno. (laughs) I like just couldn't like the rationale was like, I, I don't even know some, like I had no words there were some people who were straight up mean to us like and they claimed to be Mormon and claimed to follow Christ and all that and they were they were straight up rude I mean I've never really been like bullied online but these people were doing it and I'm like hello you're not making the Mormon church look any better exactly <laughs> you know, I- by coming here and insulting us that's that's yeah, not getting make, getting you any points. <laughs> That's the thing that really blew my mind is I was just like, okay, do you even know what you're defending? Because you're defending a religion that teaches you to be Christ-like and loving and turn the other cheek and everything. And you're defending that by calling us idiots and losers. And what was the other? I can't remember the telling us to repent because we've lost our way and Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, maybe you don't understand the doctrine of your church. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm confused by they this. Were, because, you guys, yeah. they were so fucking upset that we had used <laughs> hashtag LDS. I mean, they were so angry. So <laughs> angry. And I was like, okay, first of all, I've used the hashtag LDS on pretty much every post that we've posted on Instagram. Secondly, you're technically not supposed to call yourself LDS anymore. You're supposed <laughs> to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And thirdly, the, the hashtag still pertains to us. Like, we still were LDS members for a long time. And our content relates to LDS stuff. And, like, I, we put that on there so that if someone's questioning or needs help leaving in the, their faith transition, maybe they come across that tag. And we have every right to that tag. But they were like, no, you can't use the hashtag LDS. And it's like, oh, I'm going to fucking show you I can because I'm Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Fuck you guys that, like, I'm sorry, but we've been in a religion who's, like, tried to brainwash and control us our entire lives. And now you're going to try to do the same thing on social media? Like. No, the church does not own hashtag anything. Like, so fuck off. Like, I can use that whenever I want. And also, if we're going on there, like, principle of, like, we don't want it showing up in our newsfeed and, like, blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, we use hashtag LDS because maybe there is someone who's out there who's questioning the church and they're just too scared or maybe this would be helpful for them. Well, guess what? The Mormon church does the same shit. Their whole Mormon messages and everything is like for those who are questioning and, you know, they need to find the truth and happiness. So we put things out there for them so that those (laughs) questioning will know. Did you know that the Mormon church, they advertise on ex-Mormon YouTube videos? Like they'll be the advertisement underneath the video. Like they, they do that. And um, the Mormon members don't see anything wrong with that, but 
you know, they think that they can claim everything as their own. And when anyone anyone else tries to speak their truth or their validity about it, they're just like, nope, it's only ours. Only we can talk about it. Only we can use it. And then you just are subjected to all of our bullshit all the time and you can't complain. (laughs) Exactly. Like such hypocrites. I can't even handle the level of hypocrisy. Like it just like made my blood boil the whole time. And I do have to give a shout out to one of our listeners. She sent in a message. um, I won't say her name, but she um, went through like the investigation, like, or the, she was an investigator and like met with the missionaries and like, you know, did the lessons and whatever and was close to being baptized, but then she didn't. And so she found our podcast and she's been listening, being like, oh, thank God, like I didn't, yeah. you know, get Whew. baptized. Um, but she's actually the one who inspired me to write the 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 one comment I think I did out of all of them, <laughs> which was basically just like telling that troll that, you know, Mormons have to scroll past that shit all the time or ex-Mormons have to scroll past shit all the time. And that's what this listener pointed out, like, you know, she still gets approached by missionaries. She actually messaged us a few days ago saying that, like, perfect timing that the missionaries got her phone number. She doesn't know how and called her or texted her saying, like, oh, we'd like to meet up and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, OK, we have to not only scroll past their content on social media, on Mormon ads, on YouTube, like, you know, commercials, whatever it is, but also in real life, like, fuck, like, you get missionaries coming to your front door, knocking on, like, asking to come in, or you'd approach the train station, or, like me, getting phone calls from members, or getting emails from people, like, constantly, and it's like, you know what, if we're able to just scroll past that shit, then you can scroll past the one thing that pops up on your newsfeed once a week, bitch, Please. Like, I don't care I'm if it makes you sad, that. Trevor. Like, we don't exactly. care. And we don't believe that we're being blasphemous like you say we are because we're not because we don't believe in the same Mormon celestial Jesus and Satan that you do. So don't like it, impose your beliefs on us and tell us what we have to do. No, we're not going to do it. We're not going to stand for it. I just can't. It's like you don't rule like the hello freedom of speech. Like what in the actual fuck? Like you're going to tell me I can't like I get that your religion tells you you can't talk about things like because we were in it. And also, I'm sorry, listeners, you're probably like we're so fucking done with these girls talking about these trolls, (laughs) which is another thing is as well is that like this whole uh, I I lost my train of thought because I was so passionate. I can't even remember what I was going to say. That guy, he said, you, he basically said that we don't have the right or or that we don't know enough to talk about his church because we're not members. And I was like, um, excuse you. First of all, you're definitely under 18. Sarah and I are nearly twice your age, sir. Actually, no, we're not that close, but still. Um, (laughs) and we were Mormons for longer than you've been alive. And so you should just stop it. Just stop it and let us speak. <laughs> exactly. And I was just like, you know, I've gone through the temple. I've worn the garments. Like, these people who are commenting have not even done. I'm pretty sure. Maybe they have. But I got the in, the the feeling that they hadn't. And I was just like, I think we know what we're talking about. So just go away. And they were, y'all, like, if you didn't read the, the thread, like, go back and read it. Like, they were so hostile and then my my boyfriend I was reading him because I was getting like super like passionate about it when it was happening and he was over and I was like oh my god they just did another comment let me read it (laughs) and so I like get my phone out and I read because two of them had said like um what 
TF and I was like oh. uh, yeah and I was just like oh um, I was like do you do you know what TF is and he's like what I was like that's like Mormon abbreviation for saying the fuck <laughs> but they won't actually say it but they'll write it like TF <laughs> because that makes a difference what yeah. I was just like oh my god oh I couldn't I roll so hard Ugh. I roll I was just like done with those bitches but you know what? Peace and love, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they really do find peace. The thing is, I was just like, you know what? I remember thinking those thoughts as a Mormon. I never expressed them because I was like, that's not very Christ-like and we should never say things like that. But clearly these ex-Mormons are just idiots and blah, 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 blah. And now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, oh, these are just the people who like express what I was thinking <laughs> like at that time. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I wish them honestly all the best. Like, hopefully you fall out of the church and realize that it's not true. But if you don't, then just maybe be a more open minded person. And, you know, we're all humans. Let's be nice to each other. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's all I wish. That's all I want in the world. (laughs) Oh, me too. (sighs) On that note, though. Yeah. Being kind, being good humans and not, you know, telling members of your church that they're not good enough because they aren't heterosexual. So that's our topic today. Uh Uh-huh. So we're talking about, we we touched on it last episode, but we're going to dive deep into the reversal of the LGBT exclusion policy of 2015 and I think we'll also probably touch on some other general conference talks and stuff yes I prepared again you guys like legit this is my third time in a row I think I like this morning had my coffee had my little notepad out and I was like let me make notes on general conference talks and I could only make it past one so <laughs> that's as far as my note taking goes right so so listeners it. Sarah has read one talk <laughs> and I've read one as well I I watched actually and it was so cringy I think I smacked my face like five times just like oh my god I watched uh, Nelson's main or what was it I think it was the talk that he ended the first session on Sunday um Um, and then we both know about obviously about the 2015 exclusion reversal thing so we that's our that's how much we we experienced general conference (laughs) oh and the thing is like we can talk about later I wrote down like I literally just opened it this morning and I was like okay I'm just gonna write down titles that make me want to barf And I just wrote down six, and those were just, like, the top ones. I I probably could have just done all of them. Yeah, right. I'm just going to do the top ones that make me really, like, already angry, and I'm just reading the title of it. And then I I read the first one, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) This is making me real upset. So I'm going to take a break and do something else because I can't. And then Katie sent me this article that maybe we can share in our story for you guys to read where it's it's – truly heartbreaking um it's a really hard piece to read about teenage suicide rates in utah and especially in this one town and it's directly related to the mormon church you know um and it was hard to read but i was just like fuck i this has to be addressed like i mean i know that's not like 
We're not like the podcast that millions of people are listening to, but I feel like we have a big enough community and, and many voices in this community that we can share some like light on this and just make it a, an issue. Like, cause it is an issue and it just needs to be addressed more. Like this has to stop. And I'm really passionate about it. Katie's really passionate about it and I wish we could do more, but I think this is a step in the right direction at least. So. Yeah. At least we can speak about it, bring awareness to it and, and, talk about how this isn't okay and that these these authorities and the church in general shouldn't just go unchecked and they need to be called out for th- this behavior and this rhetoric that they're perpetuating because it's literally killing people. This is like yeah. a very serious, serious thing. And I think Mormons, they won't, they don't call it out because they're told to not question their leaders and it's really not talked about that much, but it should be. And also because, like the article says, like a suicide is considered a sin up until recently when the Mormon church was like, yes. well, they can still go to Celestial Kingdom. But before it was like, if you commit suicide, there's no way you get to make it to Celestial Kingdom. Right. So right. let's not draw attention to it. Like they these these lives don't really matter. If someone died naturally or in a car accident or whatever then okay, we'll have like a proper funeral and like, you know, mourn for those. But this one's with a suicide. It's like, let's just brush that under the rug type thing. Yeah, it's and absolutely it's like, horrifying. Lives matter. Like you can't get away with just picking and choosing what, but that's all what the Mormon religion is. And I'm sorry, like I always say that we're not an uh, anti-Mormon bashing podcast, but today I'm really heated and I don't have a lot of empathy. So <laughs> no, me neither. Warning and, and, ahead. Yeah, no, I've I've been so actually very angry about this. And like I was telling Sarah before we started recording, I don't usually if something makes me angry, I usually can let it go like within the hour. But this is something that I'm so upset about that I don't really care if Mormons are offended because no, I don't. This is important. Horrendous. It's fucking murder. You know what I mean? And like I get that it's taking your own life and they don't see it as that, but it's like. The amount of pressure and the horrible things that you are communicating to such a young age group and they're having to feel like they're in a place where they have no option but to commit murder or to, you know, commit suicide because they don't they don't feel like they can ever fit in. They don't feel like they can ever be accepted or ever be good enough or worthy enough because this religion that they are indoctrinating and like that their parents or their family or their friends or their principal or their high school their communities everything is telling them that if you are not straight then you're not worthy right and if you are not a perfect mormon and doing everything perfectly right and not committing sin then you're not worthy enough and no one's going to even appreciate the fact that you're here and so you know what just end your life and then they're not saying that directly but their actions and what they're doing is and I mean it's a teenage mind like right if and you I don't feel so worthy and you don't think that God loves you if you really think that these men are speaking for God and you don't think that God loves you or accepts you like that's it, 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 what worse could you feel actually exactly I, I don't know <laughs> and I feel like I'm gonna sound like such a idiot trying to talk on this because I'm just so like heated and annoyed so I'm sorry if you guys are like that is she all right like is she (laughs) today because it's just I have so many I have so many feelings and (laughs) emotions and I'm just like you know what I'm over it I'm I'm over people defending it as well like Mormons in the church defending it I'm like how can you defend this how 
Like, if you believe in a God who is loving and kind and merciful and has an unconditioning, unconditional love for every one of his children, then how can you defend this policy that has affected so many lives? I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Even those who maybe they didn't commit suicide, but you know what? Maybe they're still struggling with the, the after effects of this policy. And now you're going to change it and think, oh, well, we fixed it. Like, problem solved. Let's move on. And for members to justify and be like, oh, man, the LDS church is so progressive. Look at us. We've we've changed the policy. We're doing such a great job. God changed his mind. It is revelation. Even though some of the members are saying that, like, some revelation is more important than others. Or, you know, some revelation is interpreted a certain way. And that's why the policy is, like, considered maybe the first one wasn't revelation and now the second one is. It's like, just shut up. You're such liars and so full of shit. Such like, liars, that's all yeah. I have to say. Like, yeah. So I'm going to back up if it's okay with you. And just, I guess, for listeners, if you aren't, if you don't know what this policy was, because maybe some of you don't, if you've, like, Karen. never been Mormon. <laughs> Sorry, I know she listened. Karen is our number one listener and my good friend in Berlin. So, and she didn't grow up Mormon. So she's always like, oh, what? I didn't yeah. know this. And so Explain I more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in, uh, in November, 2015, the Mormon church made this policy that said that um, same sex couples who were married were labeled as apostates, which um, if, if you don't know what that is, that's if you're an apostate, that's like what me and Sarah are. It's someone who's yes. spoken out against the church and it's it's pretty much the worst sin you can commit by like denying the Holy Ghost or denying that the church is true. It's worse than it's worse than rape, it's worse than murder, it's worse than abuse, it's the worst thing you can do. So those couples were labeled as apostates and excommunicated from the church if they were active. And their children were banned from getting any blessings or baptisms or any kind of, you know, rites of passage or rituals performed for them until they turned 18. And if at that time they disavowed their parents' uh, lifestyle, then they could join the church if they wished. But uh, until that point, they were they were outcast and they couldn't join. Uh, and this actually, they didn't like publicly release it. It was actually leaked by, um, I think it was by Mormon stories, John Dillon. He, <laughs> the, yeah, the policy was just like kind of made in secret to put in the handbooks and then it got leaked on the internet. And, um, so everyone, I think even most Mormon, like a lot of Mormons were super upset about this because it's like punishing children for absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, well, it did cause, honest, like, yeah, sorry, what? Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I, to me, this is the definition of evil. Yeah. Like if I were to think like, you know, if I believed in like heaven and hell and good and evil or whatever, like for me, this is something that I would consider evil. Like you're yeah. putting a child in a situation where they have to choose between religion or their parents yeah. and you know how much the guilt and the shame is so heavy in the religion that they think that they're honestly making the right decision by saying, all right, parents, I disavow what your, your lifestyle. I'm going to, I'm done with you type thing. Yeah. Like it's horrible. It's, it's absolutely so horrible. It's, it's breaking up families and 
And these, there were a lot of same-sex, like, gay couples who were married and still going to church and had children from either previous marriages or that they'd adopted that they were raising in the church, and they were just immediately excommunicated. With, and, they, and they still believed in, like, the doctrine, even though the Mormon church is super homophobic, these yep. couples still believed in their, you know, the love of their Heavenly Father and things like that, and they were just having faith that they would they would find out how it works someday. And then imagine how devastating that is to just be told, no, you're actually apostates. So you actually can't even get into heaven at all. Um, and your children don't get any, any type of blessings at all until they're adults. And the, another thing that I found interesting about this policy. So it was released when, uh, Thomas S. Monson was the president, Mm -hmm. but do you remember towards the end of his presidency, he had like severe dementia. Um, yeah, and he he wouldn't he couldn't even speak at general conference and things like that. And so I, they said that this policy was a revelation given to him and to his apostles. But um, his apostles at the time, you know, which is now Russell M. Nelson and the prophet, uh, it was actually through them because the prophet couldn't even like speak or think clearly. Um, but it was. Oh, my said, God. But yeah. Oh, like that's so absolutely ridiculous like if this man is a prophet of God then surely God would like n you know have him be in a clear state and not have dementia like he'd be like okay he's a prophet of God I can't let that happen like what in the actual fuck like how can you oh, I just can't yeah that. and they and after this happened you know after the revelation and everyone was like super upset um the apostles like doubled down and defended it. And they said that this was the Lord's will and they had prayed and like counsel about it. And it was a revelation and that they were sustaining it. So this wasn't just like a thing that just happened. And they were like, Oh, you know, if you want to follow it, follow it. They were like, no, God told us that this is how it should be. <sighs> um, and blamed God, you know, and it's like, when you, you step back and think about it, it's like, what kind of God would say that? Like, do you really want to be worshiping that God? Cause that's really fucked up. Exactly. Um, and it did cause, I think the, the biggest exodus of the Mormon church ever to date happened because of this. I think like thousands of members resigned because of that. Yeah. You know? I remember that. Cause I was around the same time. That was about, I think six months or a year before I left, but I remember that being like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not okay with that. Yeah, so so all of that happened. Um, families were completely shattered. People were devastated and depressed and uh, just awful things. And the uh, suicide rate in Utah, like, skyrocketed. I mean, mm -hmm. horribly, you guys, like, so terrible. It was like um, what that article said, like 25% increase or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, right after. And yeah. a lot of them were LGBT kids, but even some weren't. So, um, but just, what was it, last last week, so three and a half years later, uh, they came out uh, and said that it is a new revelation that this policy is reversed. So... So now, it, you know, it's back to the kids can get the blessings um, from people in the church. And um, the same-sex couples are no longer apostates, but they are committing a serious sin, which is, you know, basically they can still get excommunicated because um, the Mormon church doesn't recognize their marriage as a real mar marriage. It's just 
basically them living in sin and having homosexual sex. So yep, it's, it's nothing. It's really not any better. Uh, it's just basically taking the step back from the, the harm that they were doing and then just being like, oh, yeah, never mind. God said never mind, even though hundreds <sighs> of kids have died and people people's lives have been like totally disrupted. Like I was I was listening to a podcast about this the other day on Mormon stories. There was a guy who like he and his husband were faithful Mormons and they got excommunicated just like last month. And he's like, what do we do now? Like, we're just excommunicated. Can you reverse that? Like, do I even want to go back to a church that did this to me? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's the thing is that like it makes me so angry that like rational human beings who are, are Mormon which I mean, anyways, um, they defend it. I'm like, how can you, how do you defend this? Like you, you're a smart person. Like you, you know that like God doesn't, if you believe in a God who is constant and consistent, then how can he like, I mean, he's not stupid. He can yeah. foresee the future. He knows what's going to, if he's omnipotent, like he knows everything. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like he's going to make this policy and 2015, and then three and a half years later, be like, oh, shit, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one coming, so let me retract what I just said, yeah. and now fix that issue. Like, you, <laughs> come no, on. It's, like, so, it's so glaringly obvious that it's just, um, you know, the first one was trying to get rid of, like, the LGBT community in their in their churches, and then they saw how everyone was reacting and they were losing members. It was harder to baptize members and they were getting a lot of shit for all of the suicides and all of the harm they were doing. And so they were like, well, we still need people to pay tithing. So I guess let's Mm. say we don't, we don't believe this anymore. Um, But to claim that God told you to do both things is so, so unethical. Like just own up to your shit, own up that you lied and that you were a homophobic asshole like mm-hmm. don't say well no god said we prayed about it no 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 no. like if you can claim anything is a revelation like what's going to keep them from saying you know so it, it was technically a revelation that <laughs> you know uh same-sex marriages were apostates what if the what if the prophet came out and said it's a revelation to like kill every red-headed person i would be yeah. dead <laughs> like where do you draw the line like there's like how do you know when it's revelation and when it's not or do you just blindly follow that gets super dangerous well listen there's a book written about it handmaid's tell like that's literally what it is and I feel like when I first read that book and I started watching that series it made me terrified because I was like I had left the church at this point and I remember thinking like oh my god like I could totally see a position where, you know, like, especially in American politics, where they're so bad about mixing, even though it's separation of church and state, they still mix so it's many, so like, Christian views, and I'm doing air quotes, morals into the political system. And so, yeah, like, yeah. and imagine, like, if Mitt Romney did win, or, like, another Mormon won, like, who's to say that they wouldn't, you know, have the profit of mormon god you know like fucking helping make policies religious policies and being like oh you know what like 
no one is allowed to have any rights unless they're Mormon or unless they get baptized or whatever, you know, maybe it's not that extreme, but it could be. And that's the thing that's like terrifying. Right. And that's what people seem to forget is that like this, these old white men who run the church, they just go unchecked within their own church and people, they don't get called out. And it's like, yeah, they're not accountable. And then they could just tell the masses, the millions of Mormons to do things and they do it and they believe it without question. And that's terrifying, especially yeah, with someone like Mitt Romney at a place (laughs) of power. Like, it's, it's really terrifying. I mean, it goes back to what we were first talking about with these um, internet trolls and this whole idea that they didn't want us to use a hashtag. It's like, you know what, like, I'm sorry, but freedom of speech. And the same with this thing. It's like, you know what, you have no say so. And trying to control how a person lives, how a person sees themselves, their own fucking rights, like back off. Like you're not in control. I'm sorry. You're a religion that not everyone needs to believe in or support or whatever. And if you feel so strongly about it, then fuck off and just like not interact with anyone else who's not Mormon. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, (laughs) right. It just, it makes me so irritated because, like, the whole Mormon premise of, like, this this religion is that everyone has to do exactly what they say, but as soon as you question it or say, okay, that's not right, then they fucking lose their minds and are, like, you know, really hostile or angry or defensive, and it's like, but you do the same thing to every single, like, every single day you're doing that. Like, yeah. you do realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Oh, it just makes me so angry. Yeah, I get get really upset when, um, so I get upset that these authorities, they claim that everything comes from God, they don't take any responsibility, and they don't apologize. And then I get also upset when members try to justify it. And um, I get especially upset, like, going back to the suicide thing, Sarah, I was mentioning this. I'm just going to talk about it. I, I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm fired up. So now I am. So I was actually talking to one of my my Mormon friends yesterday uh, about the reversal. And I asked her how she felt about it. And she said that it was a good thing. And I said, so how do you know, how do you tell as a Mormon, like, how do you tell which revelation is true? You know, like how, when they claim that yeah. both of them came from God, how do you know? And she went into this whole long thing about how, you know, God, God's ways are higher than our ways. And we don't know why he does things, but they were both Ugh. revelations. And like some revelations hold more weight than the others. And maybe it was a good thing. She said this. I didn't tell you this, Sarah, but she said mm. maybe it was a good thing because now the church is more lenient on their uh, doctrine of suicide. And oh. now the Mormon church is more lenient than they've ever been on homosexuality. And I wanted, we were texting and I wanted to throw my phone and be like, no, you know what? You're not more lenient. You just went back from something that they created three and a half years ago. And if you're saying you're more lenient about suicide, it's because they created those suicides. Exactly. And and they said, they had the audacity to say, okay, well, I guess now you aren't going straight to hell. You can still go to the celestial kingdom. That That doesn't stop suicides. That might even make them more enticing, right? Like exactly. if you're not if you're not good enough in this life, if you're gay or if you're whatever, not a perfect Mormon, like, oh well, now according to Mormonism, you can just kill yourself 
and Ugh. go straight to heaven. And she was saying that, well, you know, they're they're more lenient on that. And then she was she told me that I was asking too many questions, and she told me, <laughs> of that, course, of course, she told me that God, you know, historically has always has changed his mind, or she didn't word it that way, but <laughs> changed his mind on things, and that you know, she doesn't know why things happen, but that I need to pray because obviously I haven't. And I'm, I've just been so freaking angry, you guys, because they just dismiss all these lives that have been lost and these people who have been hurt and they use God, they use Mormon God as a scapegoat for it all. So no one gets held responsible for this shit. No one. Ugh. No one at all. Exactly. And then they get mad at you until you just like, and, and with every one of these conversations, when you're really just trying to have like, you know, you're trying to be human. Like, you want to know why an institution could cause so much heartbreak or be so inhumane. So you're talking about it. And then they just get so defensive and angry and upset quickly. And then every single time, it's always, you don't pray enough and you ask too many questions. Yeah. That's that's their only rebuttal. <laughs> like, at the, and- like I, I don't even know how, how do you respond to that? It's like you... No, I, I just can't anymore. Like, she even said, you know, like... You just need to know Christ and you need to, you know, you need to pray to Christ. And if, you know, that's how you know things is through Christ. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't speak to people like this anymore. You know, I'm, I'm speaking about issues that deal with actual real people that you can see and people who are suffering right now Mm -hmm. and to not care about that and to just shrug it off is like, well, I don't know. I guess we'll know when we die. Like you said, Sarah, that's so inhumane. Yeah. I, I, I just, I can't fathom it. I can't fathom it. I can't fathom it. No, go ahead. No, I was just sorry. I keep cutting you out. I was just going to say it's so inhumane. And like for me, what I cannot wrap my head around is how hypocritical it all is. Like you, you are defending a religion that teaches you to be loving and kind and supportive and empathetic and, you know, charitable, all these things. And yet no one's practicing it. And well, no, because they kind of, because they can't, because the church is like such a juxtaposition. Like, yeah, it'll, it'll sugarcoat everything by saying, be loving, be sweet. But then it also has these core doctrines that are super problematic and abusive. So it's like they can't, you know, they're, they're trying to balance both things and you can't. The, the church is just, it, it falls apart in that way, you know? Oh, Lord, this is giving me my blood pressure. Oh, you guys, high. like, I'm hot. Like, I'm feeling my chest right now, and it is a flame. Like, I'm we need so to listen to mad. our own advice, and we need to meditate. Oh, I need to meditate today. Yeah, guys, I told one of the trolls that she needed to meditate because she was being really rude. And then she wrote back, I don't meditate, I pray. <laughs> oh, my God. God, can we get a shirt? Like, okay, so Katie and I are still doing the merch idea. Like, we're we're getting into it. But, like, a t-shirt that says, I don't pray, I meditate, would make my day. Like, oh I would gosh. wear that shit. I would wear that, too. I'd actually wear that, like, around Mormons, probably. I don't think I'd have a Oh, I would. Yeah. I would 100% be like, no, I meditate. Sorry. I like that one. Let's add that to the list. Yay. <laughs> Who's keeping track of our list? Who's doing it? Who's I don't know. Listening? Someone out there. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, you know, there's tons to say on that on that specific reversal, but I just uh, I, I can't handle I it. Like, I know what? exactly. Like we could go on and on for hours and hours, but you know what? We said the important stuff. We we just want to really really emphasize that this is obviously not okay, 
And it's not something that should just be defended and brushed, brushed under the rug. Like it's just, it's not okay. And I feel like people just in, you know, especially in the Mormon church, just keep overlooking it. And then people who aren't in the Mormon church, they have no idea that this has even happened. No. You know what I mean? And I feel like mm-hmm. if they did know that like, Hey, this Mormon church just released this policy. And then now three and a half years later, they're retracting it, but it's caused so much damage and like suicide and heartbreak and, you know, tearing up families. It's like, well, okay, then this needs to be addressed. Like this is just not an issue that can be overlooked anymore. Um, and yeah, I just... If there are any Mormons listening, which probably not, but if there are any, like, active <laughs> Mormons listening, you should, like, question and call out the prophet and the apostles and do it around other Mormons. And, yeah, you might get shit, but I just think it's so important that they don't go unchecked and just be able to say these things and claim that it's from God. I don't think... I mean, I think some of them are probably decent enough guys, but I think some of them genuinely aren't. I don't think Russell M. Nelson is a good guy. I don't think no. the things that he says are very hurtful. Like his last talk that I was just talking about from General Conference is extremely hurtful and threatening. Um, it's very much like a cult leader. And uh, I just I can't I can't get with it and I can't stand to let him just say stuff and not respond. Ugh. We can't either. Let's bring the fucking Mormon church down. Let's, Let's do bring it, it down. <laughs> I heard um, you might have seen it being shared on Facebook, but like active Mormons, they're sharing this this article that's written by this Mormon apologist. And it was called Give Russell M. Nelson a break or give give President Nelson a break like he's doing his best. And uh, I, I wanted to liken it to like, you know, someone who's like a terrible cult leader, like someone who's like a polygamist cult leader and he's like molesting 12 year olds. Would you say the same thing about him? Like, Oh, he's doing his best. Give him a break. Like, (laughs) no, he's not doing his best. He's just trying to further his agenda. And then he realized that people weren't, you know, they were leaving the church and he wasn't making as much money. So he was like, yeah, let's not do that anymore. (laughs) Lord. And seeing that, you know what? Okay. I'm going to switch gears a bit. And talk about briefly this talk. I was just going to ask you if you would tell me about the talk. Because <laughs> I, I need to just chill out for a second. I'm ready to get my fan. <laughs> get that fan. You know, we Southerners, we always have a funeral fan by. <laughs> uh, we always have one because it's so hot. But anyway. Um, okay. So let me just first read the six titles that I picked. Right? So yeah. and you guys feel free to look at these topics or you know what listeners if you've made it this far <laughs> sorry um and like I think you should go and just like tell us like okay you guys should talk about this one or this one or this one and maybe we could even do like a little vote or poll of like who asked us to do like talk about one of the talks and in, in oh yeah um so the ones that I did was the first one is how can I understand the second one careful versus casual okay oh no oh no <laughs> third one seeking knowledge by the spirit oh no uh-huh. no <laughs> uh-huh number four and this is one that like made my blood boil because of the topic we were just talking about great love for our father's children oh mm-hmm. but only certain ones guys uh, not certain ones bastards <laughs> number five cleansed by repentance gross okay and the last one, 
build a fortress of spirituality and protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. So, Which one did you pick? Those are the ones that I was just like, oh, hell no. Um, <laughs> so I started with the first one. And it's basically all about missionary work, of course, but in a really like now that you're like now that I'm outside the church and I read these things, I'm like, oh my God, like that's so aggressive. Like it's so aggressive and it's so mm-hmm. condescending in the in the tone and everything. So the first one, I'm just gonna like pull I pulled out a few quotes because y'all, I take notes now. I just yes, Sarah. Yes, Sarah. <laughs> I take notes. Um the first like quote that I wrote down that I was just like, Ma is the divine mandate. So the divine mandate, we all have to seek to learn and to teach one another the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, so it's like pushy, like everyone has to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everyone has to know. And, and it's it, divinely mandated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he goes on, because this is, oh, this was written, or this was, this talk was given by Ulysses Sores or something. I'm probably murdering the name. Um, it, I don't know where he's from, but he he said he was like, and to to quote an all American saying, actions speak louder than words. And I was telling my boyfriend this morning, I was like, because he's not American, I was like, is that an American expression? Because I'm pretty sure everyone in the world says that. And he was like, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure says that. like it's not yeah. an American expression, but whatever. Um, he goes on, he's like, we need to teach and strengthen others in their conversion. So, again, it's like pushy, like all up in everyone's business. And then it all oh, he goes on to say, achieve everlasting conversion. Uh-huh. So it has to be everlasting. And then he even goes on again to make it more aggressive and pushy. The commandment to learn the gospel and teach it to one another is not new. So it's like this pressure that you're like commanded to just like yeah. be nosy and that's why Mormons don't give up and they're so annoying and I say that because I used to be one of those people <laughs> where like I would not just let it go I would be like oh but like they're so close they're just in a dark and a confused place it's, it's the commandment of the Lord for me to bring this person back to church so I'm gonna do it I'm gonna keep on doing it even though it's so fucking annoying and obnoxious it's it um, is so like annoying to me how they can label anything they want as a commandment, like anything that they deem I don't know that you're supposed to do. It's a commandment, like, <laughs> uh, ew. Gross. Oh, I know. And this speaks directly to me and Katie and anyone who's listening who's an ex Mormon, <laughs> because when I read this, I was like, oh, this is to us. Okay, cool. So it's a little bit longer, but, like, just bear with me in case you don't want to, like, go read it yourself. He goes, quote, maybe some of you are at this exact moment asking yourself, Elder Soares, I have been doing all these things and have been following this model both individually and as a family. But unfortunately, some of my friends or dear ones have distanced themselves from the mm-hmm. Lord. What should I do? For those of you who are right now experiencing these feelings of sadness, agony, and maybe regret, Please know that they are not totally lost because the Lord knows who they are and where they are and is watching over them. Remember, they are his children, too. It is hard to understand all the reasons why some people take another path. The best we can do in these circumstances is to just love and embrace them, pray for their well-being and seek for the Lord's help to know what to do and say. Sincerely rejoice with them in their successes. Be their friends and look for the good in them because 
I'm doing this as me just interjecting right now. The good in them. I'm like, sorry. Are uh, you evil now that you're not? Yeah. Look, look for the good. Cause you're uh, obviously not uh, outwardly good. Yeah. Whatever. I just can't. Mm-hmm. And, okay. I'm about to jump in, but I want those trolls. If they're listening, I want you to listen to your apostles and leaders of the church about what they're about to say. <laughs> we should never give up on them, but preserve our relationships, but never reject or misjudge them. Just love them. Okay, trolls, did you hear that? Just love us. <laughs> misjudge us. Love us. Yeah. It goes on. The parable of the prodigal son teaches us that when children come to themselves, they often desire to come home. If that happens with your dear ones, fill your hearts with compassion. Run to them, fall on their neck, and kiss them like the father of the prodigal son did. Far, 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 far. Oh, like, my gosh. I, oh, uh, Yeah. I can't even handle that. Like, and the thing is too, is that that was even worded quite a bit nicer than like Russell Nelson's talk. He was, he basically said like that people who had left were lost and that time was running out and they, that we needed to come back because they need money, bitches. That's all it is. And we wouldn't, we won't be with our families when we die if we don't like return to the church. Um, but yeah, the whole prodigal son thing, I've I've heard that so much. I've even heard it from my own family. And uh-huh. it gets really old really quick because it's just like, how do you know that, you know, just to, it's so pompous to claim that your way is the right way. And I'm supposedly, quote unquote, lost. Like, And, and you need good in you because clearly it's <laughs> gone. So they need to look for the good. Look for the good because, yeah, clearly you're not good anymore if you don't believe something that they do. Oh, it's just like this whole talk is what teaches Mormons to be so fucking aggressive and relentless. Like they cannot let go. Yeah. Of, like they, it's just so hard for Mormons to be friends with ex-Mormons and vice versa because there's that constant tension and like underlying. Katie and I have talked about this before, but this talk is a perfect example as to why it's so relevant and like clear is that like they just can't be friends with you and just accept that you're no longer Mormon it is a commandment according to their prophet and leaders or whatever to continuously try to bring you back to the church yeah and to assume that your life is shit and you're in a dark place and you're confused and you're lost and their job is to bring you back even though you didn't ask for it so yeah uh (sighs) And I'm I think not, a lot I, of them, all. yeah, a lot of them get scared, too, because uh, the prophets and the apostles will say that, like, if they don't do their missionary work and try to bring us back, then we will be lost, not just now in this lifetime, but we'll be lost for eternity. Uh, <laughs> and so they feel like they're also guilted into trying to bring us back and trying to, like, make us believe how they believe. Um yeah, it's, ugh, I hate it. Listen, I just, I wish we had, we should, I kind of want to steal the idea that, like, making my favorite murder does of, mm-hmm. like, a happy corner, like, a good thing. Because at the end of this, this episode, I'm like, you know what, I just can't. Like, I am in such a bad mood because of it. And so we need to end on a positive note. <laughs> <sighs> meditate I'm gonna meditate maybe after this or just eat my ice cream my sweatpants same same 
<laughs> no, I know. I need to like meditate too because I've been so worked up about this and I get so I think maybe if like more honesty <laughs> was practiced in the Mormon church, I wouldn't be so pissed. But they're just not honest about where anything comes from and they claim that like everything comes from Christ or from Heavenly Father and then the members justify it and it's not honest to me and it makes me feel so upset. <laughs> but yeah, I know exactly. I need to just calm myself, calm my heart rate. <laughs> Think calm about it something down. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess the positive thing we can do is thanks for your support, everyone who listens and has our back and backs and like yeah, cheers us on and sends us encouraging messages and tells us that, you know, this community that we we have, I mean, we're not the ones, like, the only ones out there. And shout out to all the other podcasts and platforms that are out there for ex-Mormons or those who are questioning or those who are just curious in general. Um, it's really nice to know that this is helping those, you know. So yeah, it's that to me is a highlight. And every time we get one of those messages, whether if it's, from friends of mine who I personally know who are leaving the church or who are gone going through a hard time and they found some type of support and help with this podcast or with this community that we have. Um, or it's from you listeners who we've never even met in person, but just hearing, yeah, your kind words, it really does like help us and like boost us up and like, all right, yeah, we can, we can keep going. And, uh, not that we're giving up, but, you know, after topics like this, it's so draining. And Katie yeah. and I are just like, oh, my God. Like, I know. It's a lot. So thank you, yeah. everyone. Yeah. And thanks for listening and for being here. Yeah. All these nice things. I feel like my heart is growing, like, in the Grinch, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> old Sarah would be like, ew, emotions grow. <laughs> and I'm like. I have feelings. I have have emotions. Yes. (laughs) I just randomly cry in the middle of a park now for no reason. So I have feelings. Feelings happen. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, guys, we love you. And uh, give us more shout outs. Oh, please, 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 please. It really helps not only us, but like anyone who's maybe searching or looking for podcasts if you like and subscribe to our podcast it helps them find us um so if it's not for us then do it for all those lost and wondering souls out there you know (laughs) yeah bring us all together (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay that's all i have (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll see you later bye bye